Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. We are on Pantheon Podcast, where you can go to find your most preferred uh, music podcast. It's all there for you. Hopefully you'll check us out. We would appreciate that. And uh, we're going to do, do celebrate a little Halloween here. And uh, Jason's going to uh, jump in here, as he always does, and get us going. Yes. Tell us what's I going on. I am here. On. I am here. And guess what, Brian? We have a, another co-host tonight. Our friend Tracy um, was involved with a charity, and she won... The silent auction to co-host this episode with us where we talk to our guest Ace Von Johnson tonight. Tracy, how are you doing? Um, well, how are you guys? Good, good. So tell us about the the uh, the charity auction and uh how this all worked came about. Um, so actually Richard is someone I've met just um from Ace's circle and Patreon. Uh it was so funny, like on Twitter he was at a lot of shows that I was at and I had no idea. We just posted, you know, the same. And I was like, why do I not know you just sent him a message. And, um, literally we've just become friends and, uh, he's, he's near Dallas. And I said, I'm, I'm North of there. So last month in September, he was hosting a, an event for sweet relief. And, um, he's like, Hey, um, we're going to have this event. Cause I was like, I don't have anything until maybe new year's. And he's like, no, you have September in Dallas. And I was like, Oh yes, I'm coming to that. Cause they were young artists, you know, not those eighties hard rock, you know, that I'm used to. And, um, so I, I just told him, I said, Hey, uh, my sister and I, we are happy to help in any way, even though we've met you and, you know, um, anyway, so it was a great, great time. Yeah. Richard also known as fossil man on a social media handles twitter um instagram all that arranged this um he wanted one he wanted to showcase some young artists like tracy said and two he wanted to raise some money for charity which is sweet relief uh sweet relief works to help uh, musicians in their times and needs for all different services so it is a really good organization uh, to have and our guest ace von johnson was nice enough right tracy i think to come in uh to co-host or actually the mc that that uh that charity fundraiser right Absolutely. Um, so actually, Ace was the perfect perfect person to um, host the event. He actually said he has benefited from it. And so he knew about the organization and um, was able to share. And of course, he's he's uh, um, looking for young artists and promoting them. Um, but he he's involved with Sweet Relief. So it was perfect. Richard, I actually asked him, I said, hey, you know, are you going to have another event? And he's like, yes. Uh, it's in the works, you know, and I was, and he said, he's definitely going to get Ace to um, be the host again and um, work it out with his tour schedule. So that is something to look forward to. Yeah. And Brian, you know, it's kind of, we talked about earlier, we gave them a set of t-shirts for silent auction and then to join 
uh, as a co-host, you know, and Ace did agree to it. We'll talk about that later, <laughs> a while ago. Um, Tracy, what made you interested to actually bid on this this pack to be co-host? Um, just that I wanted to um, help. I, there were so many different items. They auctioned a guitar that was signed by all the artists that night. Um, gosh, uh, there were different fossil pieces that Richard and other people, mm -hmm. Sammy Hagar, uh, whiskey, I think, or that was whiskey. from our buddy Jay Brian, who got mm -hmm. some Sammy Hagar whiskey. Oh, really? Him. That's nice. right, Jay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I had met him that night. Um, I had never met him, and so we, we talked. Um, but it was a it was a really cool event, and then you guys had this, and I said, Richard, he's like, Ace Von Johnson's going to be on the all. Um, blue southern rock podcast and i was like sure and he's like you love to talk right and i'm like don't start with me richard you know <laughs> so anyway that's how i'm here and we're very a, appreciative of it tell us a little bit about ace's patreon and you're part of that and then going to la gun shows and ac and you guys out there in the front row um that that really was a really cool night um like i said there was probably 10 and eight of us had just hung out together and the other two we met uh well actually I, the other one of the other guys we had met him I, I can't recall his name but i'll probably see him next in the next few weeks um for the faster pussycat we're gonna go to a couple of their shows um before december for before the whiskey um so i i joined aces i'm i'll be honest like i wasn't um an ace fan forever and ever and ever you know um not that i wasn't a fan i just didn't know of them i guess anyway um and i joined and i i'll just say ace is like he's a good human um He's a rock and he doesn't want to say he's a rock star, but he is in a lot of ways. Uh, he's just a kind person. And um, I, that's when I joined his Patreon. And like I said, all these different people, it's um, well, you guys, I even, you know, I mean, I've met so many people at shows and different things uh, just from a hat or just from a T-shirt or anything like that. So the Dallas show was pretty cool because so many of us know each other or have met like through social media. Do you have a favorite Patreon moment with Ace? You've been, it sounds like you've been a Patreon member for a long time. Is there anything that sticks out in mind to you? Um, just right off the top of my head, I have enjoyed his little uh, scary stories that he just did. Um, <laughs> the narration. They were a lot of fun. I mean, they're kind of quirky. And, and, but like I said, when I listen to Monster Mash or even those little scary stories, the voiceovers and he did Tammy uh, for us at, in Dallas and, Gosh, it was just so hilarious because I just looked at him. I thought that sounds just like, just like Tammy, but it's coming out of your mouth, you know. <laughs> yeah. Was that the extended impression that, that he did there? We got a little. Um, little it was. It. it was Tammy's warm up, and I can't even replicate it. it it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we got to hear a little bit of that. You guys get to hear that too. So yeah, you can't go wrong being at an LA gun show either, man. That's the, I got oh, yeah. to see that recently um, too. So we saw them, I, gosh, we've, we've seen them since 2022. We went to Tulsa to, um, well, actually last summer in July, we saw the Sonic Slam, me and my mm -hmm. sister, uh, we went mm -hmm. to, um, it's an amusement park in um, Hot Springs. And so it was Ke uh, Kiefer Band, yeah. uh, LA Guns and Faster Pussycat. And it was like a hundred degrees. It was the show after Tracy played in the bathroom. 
And we were like, oh my gosh, it's a hundred degrees here. And, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, when he played in the bathroom and we were like, it's 97 degrees now. Why was he playing but, in the know, bathroom? Um, I think he was in Plano. Tracy played um, the whole show. It was when, um, did you not know about it? So he, he played the entire show. I think it was in Plano from the bathroom. I actually saw it um, when he posted, I mean, he had the video live of playing like rip and tear or speed. I think it was speed maybe from the bathroom, from the toilet even. And, um, but it was so hot and Tracy was not able to play. Um, it was multiple days of over a hundred degrees. And that show he played from the um, restroom behind the stage, I believe it was. And we were like, oh my gosh, Tracy's not going to be, you know, maybe not going to be there. And um, he was, but it was so hot. And um, so we saw that show and uh, that was like July, 4th of July or so. And then we were going to Tulsa to a rescheduled show that was Poison, um, which that was my first time. Poison's one of my hard rock, you know, um, bands. And so it was Poison, LA Guns and Tom Kiefer again. So we saw LA Guns and Tom Kiefer within a month twice and we were that's when I actually met Ace after um after the show in Tulsa and honestly after that like we were just like okay anytime LA Guns is anywhere near us and then we ended up going to and I was trying to remember if you guys went to the New Year's show last year was that right no Jay Jay, I think maybe it was Jay was there yeah Jay was there and so we um me and my sisters we went and we saw Stephen Piercy um and then we were we were just like, okay, yeah, we're going back. Because where I'm from, like I told you, I'm, I'm in rural Oklahoma. Like Dallas is three hours. The um, Oklahoma City's three hours. Tulsa, nothing's near us, right? And um, besides that, if I went, I'm going to like be okay or somewhere that is probably a bigger arena. Um, we went to the whiskey and we were like this. This is unreal. We can't even believe. It, every person who is a fan of rock should go there. Um, I mean, I, I tease, I was like, this is my reserve spot right here in front of this, and Ace is right there, and, you know, and my sister is a Phil Lewis, Tame Me Down fan, and so she's not moving from her spot whatsoever, <laughs> um, so anyway, we went back, we were like, oh, Black Diamonds, great reason to go back to the album release, and so, so we went back in April, and then, of course, we're going back, um, we're actually probably going to, we drive three hours to Dallas, okay, so it seems like nothing they're going to play. Um, LA Guns is going to have like three shows during that last little bit of time. We're going to be in Hollywood, uh, LA area. And we're like, I guess we're going to three shows. We've lost our mind. <laughs> so, and then, and then Pastor Pussycat is also playing the 30th, I think. So we're going to two shows in next, like three weeks from now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. I, I can't do three shows in one week that might be a lot right that's a good you thing you could do it <laughs> yeah i am surprised and you know brian just saw la guns this summer i, I saw the sonic slam tour <clears throat> i just saw faster pussycat a couple months ago how good these guys these bands still sound the singers the musicians they they still put on excellent show I, la guns i don't i think they're better than ever I think they're better than ever also. Um, you know, just like you were asking um, Ace if he gets nervous. Uh, you know, I think it's his job, but, you know, like when they come out, they're, he doesn't, it's his, it's what he does, you know? And um, 
I think they are better than ever. And even this new music, you know, I mean, Tracy, you know, Ace tells about how, you know, he may come up with something, um, but he, Tracy is just a miracle, you know, of, of music and um, lyrics. He's inspired right now. Yeah. And LA Guns is it's such a night you know unique dynamic because they're like a classic band but a new band all at the same time. And I you know I, you talk about going to the whiskey that's got to be on my bucket list. I mean that's historic rock and roll place, and we've heard that it's like real small, like a real small place. Oh oh yeah, well you know I I I could not. We went the first night we saw Stephen Piercy, and we were just front center stage. You know like uh, well we have to be there early. You see you got to be there early so you can get that spot right. And um, I said this is unreal. I mean we had never been to a concert um, where he's right. He, he's as close as my laptop is right now, you know? And, um, besides that, you're like, okay, that's Stephen Piercy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. from rap. And, uh, then the next night we, when we saw LA guns, which we had seen them, but like I just said, and we had met Ace and met Phil, um, after Tulsa and whatnot, but it's, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Um, it's, you gotta go, you gotta go, Brian. But not with Jason, obviously. <laughs> no, Brian and I are okay together. We're we like he settles me down. Jay is a really really bad influence. Oh, Jay is the bad influence. Yeah, yeah no, Brian's good. Brian's a stand like no. Brian's okay. like a calming influence. If, if Jay and Jason are together, I'll just like move over here. <laughs> <laughs> it is not good. We're we're by ourselves fine together. No. Yeah. And, you know, like faster, you know, they have the two pirate love and like a ghost. And so um, I, I'm not for sure, but I think there may be some other little things going on. And so, I mean, I agree there, they sound just as good as well. And our buddy, Sam Bam Colton playing guitar with him. We've had mm-hmm. Sam on before. He's a good dude. And just, he's in well one, I think he's in every single band and two, he's just a spectacular guitar player. Oh yeah. Yeah. And sweet as can be, but yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, I don't know how he juggles all of it. <laughs> Very talented. Sleep. Yeah. I don't think that kid sleeps. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I told him, I messaged and said, um, cause we haven't seen Butterside, you know, I mean, yeah, they're not out this way. And so I'm like, man, how are we going to get to see them when we're in LA or something? But uh, I think we have every night booked. <laughs> it sounds like a great trip. And um. No, we're really appreciative, too, of you hopping on here. Now, I want to get back to the bands that are on this benefit real fast, because, Brian, like, at least one of them is a friend of the podcast. Tracy, do you remember what bands showed up? If I have to, I'm going to knock my sleeping no, cat off them. my shirt. Yeah, I have. The, off your shirt. Um, so, Griffin Holtby, he was um, the first artist. The cat sleeping on the shirt. Do not disturb the cat. Um, uh, Griffin Holtby, Eyebolt. Uh, Abolt actually, they opened in Chickasha for Faster Pussycat and Jason Charles Miller. We we met them. They're they're mm-hmm. a young group and um they are so funny. We're actually going to see them in Tulsa. They're going to open again for Faster Pussycat in Tulsa. But they're a local um Oklahoma band and they're like twenty years old, basically glam rock. Um, they did. Everyone had to do their own music. Um, at this benefit uh, the the place where it was at, that's what um, his requirement was. But they cover Motley Crue. I mean, honestly, when we first saw them, I was like this. 
this is exactly what I remember of Mickey Six, you know, like just their clothes mm-hmm. and just the, their music. And then they were covering Motley Crue. So it was so good. Um, and then, like I said, they were there and then we're going to see them again um, in a couple of weeks for um, Faster Pussycat. Abby Kay. And uh, she's one that Richard said that he will probably try to for sure be able to get back. Um, she was really good. A Black Heart Saints, uh, Christian Shields. And um, he was he was really good. I did I had not heard of him, but he was very good. And um, Leilani Kilgore, which she was awesome. Nice, I was, right on. Yeah, at the she was the last show, and so like it had kind of thinned out a little bit more, and so um, people missed out, you know, because she was really mm-hmm. good. And yep. um, I mean, I know Ace like she's um, around Nashville and everything, and so um, she was really good. So I was Blackheart Saints. I, I I think I've heard a little bit of their stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest, the night was so crazy. Um, just trying to help with things, but um, they were really, they were really good. I think that they may be from Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Um the, he had a couple from um Nashville area and then from uh Texas, Dallas area. And Brian and I love Leilani Kilgore. She's been on many times. She's a friend of the podcast and just an emerging talent, just a fantastic artist all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Brian, should we get to our guest tonight? Let's get to our guest that we've mentioned. Yes. Tracy, who's our guest? Ace Fawn Johnson of LA Guns. All right, you guys, you guys kick back and relax and listen to our conversation with the one and only Ace Von Johnson from LA Guns. guest segment of the podcast and uh you guys have already met and heard tracy and so jason is going to introduce the guest that you also know is here returning guest and great fellow jason you know what i think because tracy was nice enough to donate the charity to do this she should introduce the guest instead of me tracy our guest tonight is Ace Vaughn Johnson of LA Woo! Guns and formerly Faster Pussycat. Hi. And returning How's it going? Guest. I'm very well. How are how are y'all? We're very good. We're very good. good. <laughs> we're all we, we're all wearing the same um outfits tonight, even though not everybody can see that. We, got, we all got the memo. And it's we all, funny enough because uh the lady of the hour is is seated behind me. Oh uh, 
not not caring. <laughs> we we uh we heard a little bit more about the you know the you know Nashville neighborhoods. We have Damon Johnson and Tony Higby and Brian mm-hmm. Forsyth. So yeah, uh, both Brian and Tony are uh, walking distance from me. Uh, right as, is, as is Ian Karabi and uh, a couple other uh, uh, industry adjacent folk. Um, so uh yeah and actually my favorite hiking trail in town i gotta drive by jeremy asbrock who plays with uh gene simmons and ace freely from kid formerly of kiss uh i gotta drive by his house every time i go over there so uh it's it's cool little niche we've got here absolutely absolutely well ace thank you for joining us uh thank you for agreeing to doing this charity thing i know you hosted we'll get into that gig a little bit too i'm sure we have questions about that um so we're going to go ahead and get into the discussion. So Tracy, go ahead and lead us off. What do you got for Ace? Oh, great. Well, <laughs> I, had to rec- I obviously had to recruit help. But um, one of our first things I thought of is like, which you mentioned on Patreon, but your uh, the Dallas show, like every show I'm sure is crazy and different. And But, you know, we they, there were so many and I posted it to show you all the Patreon crew that was there. Yeah. And um, awesome. even the VIP, like the majority of them were us and then my, my sisters, of course. And so mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, like, what's it like whenever you're on stage and, and you look out and literally the front row is all of us, you know, right there. But um, I don't know. I guess, you know, how how is that different than every other show whenever you can look out and go that person, that person, that person? Um, I think it's just, it's, um, it's pretty humbling. It's like one of those things. It's like, it's, it's comparable to, um, I guess seeing a bunch of like family members or, um, close friends or, or something akin to that where, um, you know, especially because the Patreon group has become almost like its own little group of, you know, people are like taking vacations together and uh you know have formed these friendships and 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 bonds and all these other sort of elements from it it's sort of um this is the worst analogy but it's kind of like a little ant farm where like I'll come out and I'll peek in like every third day and everyone's like you know they've got their own little thing going on and it's 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 that's such a bad analogy but it's the first thing that popped into mind but uh it's fascinating to watch um, and, and then I feel like sometimes, um, like it's sort of taken on a life of its own, which is, is a great thing. But then I'm like, like, Hey guys, uh, s- still here. Um, but it's really, it's really sweet to see. That was definitely, um, like the peak of that, of course, at that show, at tr- that was trees. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and it was awesome and, um, really a great hang and just great getting to see everybody all at once and sort of like a the bad analogy in that example but like uh you know like everybody was just it was it, it almost it's got nothing to do with me it's like seeing a group of people that are just having a good time that are there together that just maybe in this particular instance happened to meet uh some of whom met through this platform um and uh and then at that point it just has nothing to really to kind of do with me so it's it's a it's a nice feeling overall and i of course i took the baton and ran with it but uh um it's definitely uh, like a a a click above just seeing 
um, the average um, fan enjoying themselves because it's like, oh, okay, I know these people. Um, and I, I, you know, I know that you guys are supporting this, the stuff that I do and other things, um, you know, causes and, and things like that. So it's definitely like uh, you see an audience member having a really good time and that's always a wonderful feeling. But then it's sort of, like I said, like one click above that, we're like, okay, I know these people. And so it makes it a little more special. As a follow-up to that real fast, Ace, how many shows, like what, what do you think the percentage of the shows that you guys do where you have pay, your Patreon members out in the audience? Uh, it's regional, I think. I feel like there's certain places where there's um, the numbers are higher maybe. Um, but I don't know, maybe like at least one in three. There's usually somebody. Um, but it, it, it varies. I mean, there'll be a week where I don't see anybody. So, um, and then definitely, you know, one in 20 or one in whatever, uh, it's somebody I've never met before. Um, so occasionally someone will come up and be like, Hey, I'm so-and-so from your Patreon. And I'm like, Oh my God, nice. Like, I have no idea. You know, some of these people I haven't met before. Um, and, uh, that's always a great, um we were in knoxville i think somewhere here in ten in the great state of tennessee and i remember talking to a woman for a while before she was like just fyi i'm in your patreon and i was like oh, okay cool good to know um uh but a, a fair percentage overall i know the the show in dallas like it was hilarious we um, we were already going. We knew a couple of other people. And so we met at the cantina or whatever it is across the road. And oh, yeah. we're, we, we were with Corey. And then Corey's like on the phone messaging Dave. And we're like, Dave, you're with Mark? Oh, and literally we were all VIP. And we all, I don't know, maybe there were 10. And eight of us knew each other. And yeah. then Rogue was there. And she brought the picture with Ace. Um, and dog, I just yeah. met her. and But I knew of her from Twitter. Um, I told I told Ace before, um, like we went to faster show at Trees like this summer and I'm yeah. just waiting in the line. And um, Rachel, who I didn't know, she said, are you Tracy? And I'm like, what? What is going on? How do you even know my name? And I have no idea who you are. And she's like, <laughs> you're on Ace's Patreon. I was like, OK, yeah, that's me. I'm Tracy. Yeah. Social. That's but that's a big part of that's the sort of social media factor of like, uh, you know, people know what you look like or, or whatever and that kind of thing. So I, I think that's where a lot of it comes from in that sense. But that's still, it's really great seeing people make, you know, uh, friendships out of it. And I, it's really got nothing to do with me. Um, but it's nice that it's, it's those things stem from the Patreon that I have because I, I never really thought that's what it would grow into. Um but it, it inadvertently has. So in its own natural, like I, I keep going to the ant farm thing, but like, you know, it just, it's doing its own thing. These people, you know, you'll get new people or people leave and it does, you know, which is totally fine and expect to be expected. But um, it's just a really nice thing. There's an expression I'm failing to grasp here, but it's like, it's nice to watch it grow um, naturally or, or, or what have you. So um, it's cool seeing people, um, make friends and, and, and hang out and do these things from that platform. I know like there's, 
uh, six of us, I think, at least, that are going to the whiskey at New Year's. And we already know we're all going to be there. So we'll be on the front row again. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Brian, so I think Jay's going to that one from the Hook Rocks. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. he is. <clears throat> Not just, so, yeah, yeah, we met him at Dallas and he's going. Oh, cool. Jay and I aren't allowed to hang out with each other unsupervised anymore. We get, <laughs> we get into trouble. I have friends like that. <laughs> it's like we're good by ourselves but when you're together it's not a good good thing yeah it just gets really weird <laughs> understood so Jason, you got, tracy oh go ahead brian no i got not i was gonna say hey what what's next <laughs> oh, what gosh. else you got tracy this is this is your time to shine no no shining you have a <laughs> Johnson so far. in front of you any question you want he, i i chatted with him earlier he said you can ask him whatever you want he has no limit ask him I about bet, lucky yeah. charms <laughs> oh lucky charms yeah we talked about that too huh i'm not allowed to have them anymore <laughs> well um, then, I, someone told me actually to ask um well because i um you know anyway <laughs> if you could have one food every day um that Obviously not sweets, but yeah. what would it be? Uh, I'm I'm torn between either tacos or Ooh. sushi, but it can't be. Ooh. It's got to be at least decent tacos, and it's got to be fresh sushi. Those are my only uh, caveats to that statement. Um, but but fifty fifty on either or. I could definitely have sushi daily. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So I've got I got food questions to follow up on art for your tacos. Are you hard or soft? Oh, soft, please. Yeah. What's your protein? Um, well, I've been struggling to stick with the pescatarian diet. So um shrimp tacos would okay. be good. I I I never uh feel bad about eating shrimp because as we all know, it's basically like the roach of the sea. <laughs> but uh <laughs> and the cue the retching sounds but um i do regularly have 
chicken tacos, but I'm trying, like I said, trying to get back to just only eating seafood, but you know, it's, it's dependent on my, a lot of factors, I guess. So, so that, so that's the diet you mentioned. It's just a seafood diet. Yeah. Seafood and I eat it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm probably pescatarian about a third of the year. Um, and then I eat chicken. I actually had a small portion of chicken earlier. Um, but other than that, I don't eat red meat. I haven't had, um, any pork in probably 10 years, not willingly. Oh. Although a couple times I'm like, what's in this? And they're like, Oh, bacon. And I'm like, awesome. Um, and, uh, I don't eat beef. No one cares about this, but, uh, I probably had beef beef twice in the last three years. Uh, it's gotta be like a special occasion. Like if someone was like, Hey, we're doing the, uh, wedding party at Morton steakhouse. I might break bad and have a steak, but special occasions only, but really pretty much chicken here and there. And then mostly just seafood. So if you can do tacos every day, um, You're on tour. Where would you go to to fulfill that talk? Are you a Taco Bell, Chipotle? No, that's not, those aren't real restaurants. Okay, um, so like you're a cantina, you'd find. An I need. Like I need. I want like a good taco truck. Like I want a guy. I got to be careful what I say. I was just say <laughs> I want a guy that like makes tacos and makes them with love. It, yes. uh, there's a place here in Nashville called Mais de la Vida, and actually one of the. I think he's one of the owners. His. I might be talking out of turn, but his two favorite bands are Cinderella and LA guns. And nice. so, um, which no relation to my fandom of his food. Um, but Tony Higby started taking me to this place. Um, we, we just called Mize. Um, it's a taco truck, but it's, um, it's permanently in a location in front of a place called chopper Tiki. And, uh, and uh, their food is amazing, amazing. Like it's made with love and fresh local, like locally sourced ingredients, like real food. And um, I have had, uh, they make a, a, a beef quesadilla that Tony always eats and has forced upon me a couple times, at least a few bites. That's delicious. Um, they've got great seafood. They've got great chicken. They have amazing um, uh, uh, elote, the street corn. Mm-hmm. and um stuff like that so uh I, I want i want that i want i don't care what it is i mean i, I will say this i do love del taco i have a yeah. del taco problem when i'm in the southwest where they have it um being an angelino from california my whole life i always had del taco within 10 minutes of me somewhere and now in nashville the closest one is on the georgia state line so i gotta mm-hmm. be driving around i gotta drive like five hours to get one which i'm not you gotta gonna... go on tour to get del taco yeah basically, <laughs> basically when i'm in la like for work or whatever i'm like i mandatory one at least one del taco stop full has to be full stop so yeah that's it that's for me though i mean I, i'm not judging anyone who loves taco bell or anything like that and i do like that taco bell has increasingly added uh vegan type options i'm not vegan obviously but i i I appreciate anybody that will offer you swing a little vegan though yeah yeah i mean i would rather uh i would rather it you know someone said to me a few years ago like you can't do all this animal rescue stuff and then go sit down and have a cheeseburger and then be like oh this is one side's okay but not the other and i was like you're totally right and that's just me i'm not here to preach at all but that's just my personal philosophy so I was like, okay, fair enough. So I would rather have um, 
you know, a, a vegan protein source or a pescatarian at least uh, than something else. Because I will say this, uh, cows and pigs are smarter than dogs. So I just, I don't want to eat anything that's aware, self-aware of what it's going through. Not that chickens don't either, but, uh, or fish, but ultimately that's why I keep going back to the shrimp thing. Is it's like, there's no little shrimp that's like, oh no. Their brains are so oh, tiny. They don't know what's going on. A little that. So that's why I always just defer default to uh, the shrimp and, and I'll leave it at that. FYI. <laughs> well, everybody who's listening to this podcast, when you see Ace on tour where there's a Del Taco, give him a gift card, guys. Come on, <laughs> the guy can, doesn't always get Del Taco. It's a treat. And I think Del Taco started doing vegetarian type options too, but I, sure I can't, beans who cares? That, right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not here to change the world. I just, you know, I figured I'd address But you like what you like. And we asked a question about food choices and that's your Fair. food choice. Fair enough. Yeah. You're not preaching. You're answering a question. Hopefully, hopefully someone listening, it makes them, you know, consider it. So that's all. Uh, since we're talking about chickens, can I tell a dumb Halloween joke? Please. And if you've heard it before, please stop me. What do you get when you cross a chicken with a ghost? What? A poultry geist. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Wah, wah, wah. Tracy, do you have a good Halloween joke for us? I've, I've been with kindergartners for a week and <laughs> it's been a lot for Halloween. <laughs> Understood. Okay, I, I've got a question for Tracy then. Okay. Do you ever have a kindergartner shows up show up at Halloween and in a completely improper costume? And then what would that costume be? I've had one come as Chucky, um, and we try to ask, you know, like no scary mask, all the fun, all the take all the fun out of, you know, all out of Halloween. Um, but his face was all painted with marks and everything, and I'm like. Oh, great. And even like this, um, well, Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm like, oh, my goodness, please don't. Kids, don't even start. Don't even say you went and don't tell me how scary it was just because it, it's contagious. And it goes, everyone will say all the scary stuff about it, you know. But, um, no, we, we had a lot of police officers and ninjas. And really? um, How about a ninja police officer? That'd be pretty badass, man. <laughs> I watched a movie about a ninja police officer. Yeah. We all, we all, um, my department, early childhood, we were all hippies. So nice. we, we stuck with that. Is that against, isn't that against the law in Oklahoma? It's kind of a way of life <laughs> around here, right? <laughs> Depending on what part you're in. All right, Tracy, you're up with another question for Ace. Oh, gosh. Um, so uh, I know you jammed it with a lot of different groups and a lot of different people. So do you have, not that you want to say a favorite, I'm not good with favorites, but do you have a favorite that you've jammed with? Uh, yeah. Memorable, maybe most memorable. Uh, yeah, there's a few, but um, top of the heap would probably be, um, speaking of vegans and vegetarian stuff, would be Doyle, uh, Wolfgang von Frankenstein uh, of of the Misfits. Mm -hmm. Um just that was a big deal i think we were on stage to, at least once uh but maybe a second time of course my memories uh, i was talking i talk at the dogs all day long and i said something i said did, did i already say that and i'm talking like they care or have any sort of you know do they answer back <laughs> yeah i was gonna say answer back right and i said oh I'm, i have a memory like a goldfish um but uh 
yeah playing with doyle was was a, a a big big deal for my childhood self um followed by um uh playing with getting to jam i think twice with john christ who played guitar on the first four danzig albums so they both doyle and john have that that glenn danzig frontman thing in common who arguably is my i guess if i had to pick is my favorite singer or songwriter or whatever uh of all time or at least top three and um so those two mostly just because they were two of my big influences as a as a young man as a kid um uh, and and then weirdly it, you know in the last 10 years or so have become friends um you know just the way social media works you start engaging with these people and then you strike up friendships and and then in this instance got to jam with them so uh, definitely doyle and john christ and i'm sure there's a few other i could throw out there but those are the first two that come to mind yeah hey as a follow-up to that that's a really good question tracy actually uh, do, do you get nervous like you know you play in front of people all the time does do you one do you get nervous when you play with some of your idols or some of the people you really like and two where where do you get nervous or do you get nervous playing anymore um i mean over under not really yeah uh, that's funny I was I mean, it's your job to- right like it's your job that's what you do you get on stage to play guitar yeah, I, I would have to. It's not that I get nervous about the playing. I, I think I get nervous if it's something I'm not um, super familiar with, or maybe, you know, like LA Guns is adding a new song and it's the first time we're playing it. That might be a little, uh, you know, unnerving. But ultimately, like I said, over under, no, not really. Uh, I was on the phone uh, maybe last week with a buddy of mine named Charlie. Um, he plays in a band called Goldfinger. And actually, at one point, he did maybe 10 something like that 10 shows in la guns what what i would say a lifetime ago you know 15 20 years ago and uh and he and i go way way back both of us from the punk rock scene and we were talking about i can't remember what prompted it oh he was doing a jam and someone had he had not been informed that he was playing a song or two and he was like oh fuck i have to walk out on stage in front of these this uh, (laughs) festival audience and play this song that i forgot to learn and so we're talking about that kind of environment um but no not really i have a re and we were started talking about uh recurring dreams about that and he he was like yeah it's weird because i had this dream where i did this with this band and i said that's weird i have a dream like that it must be because of what we do for a living and i i had this dream and then talking about punk rock i had this dream at least twice when i was in my 20s where i walked out on stage with this old punk band called the vandals and was playing guitar for them and did not know the songs and so it was them yelling at me being like what the fuck and i was like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing up here ah but that also was a dream so it's not real but, uh, that's kind of um, punk though You're like i don't yeah. know what i'm doing i'm just playing a bunch of noise yeah i mean i i've learned that um there's that old adage of you know fake it till you make it if you have a basic concept of music kind of theory or whatever um, I've definitely done jams where I was like, I'm not quite sure what's happening in this bridge. So I'm just going to grab that root note and do something exciting <laughs> with my hands, you know, because you figure, let's just say two thirds, if not more of the audience, most of those people are listening with their eyes, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I blanked out on a few songs during an LA Guns show, which fortunately the bulk of the weight is not on my shoulders. So if 
and I know a song specifically uh, we've done a few times where I was like, I don't remember what the fuck I play here. Uh, a song co called Killing Machine. And it's in the key of E. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to hit this E chord and just do this and, you know, put my fist up in the air and, uh, until the next sequence of notes or the next change or the verse or the chorus or whatever the fuck happens. And uh, honestly, I don't think anyone's ever noticed. So, you know, but that doesn't really make me nervous. It's just like uh, bobbing and weaving, you know, and uh, it comes with the, the, the live environment of being in a rock band. So there you go. I've had that same dream. So I've, I've played with my friends for a long time in a, in a little crummy Americana band. But anyways, I've had that same dream sometimes, Ace, where I, I we're going out to play songs. I have no idea, like the song or anything, you know, it's and it used to be you show up for school like the, the, the was a nightmare of you'd show up for school and there'd be an exam. And you're not prepared for the exam. Mine's morphed into what you talked about. Show up on stage and you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I am. Yeah. And, and I've had that. I'm sure I've had other dreams like that. It's funny enough. Cause I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a project right now that it's like, I've sworn to secrecy over, but I'm working with some people that I, I I've known for a long time, but I'm also a big fan of. And, uh, I had to tell the drummer that there was like this part that he did. This is in reality. There was a part that he did that I didn't care for. And I kept having two nights in a row, I kept having dreams where I had to like confront him and be like, hey, uh, hey, guy in this band, I really like I don't like what you're doing in this part. So please don't do it. And then it and then it happened in reality. And it was like he was like, oh, OK, my bad. I won't do that. And I was like, OK, cool. I don't have that fucking nightmare anymore. You know, so fun stuff. That's more nerve wracking, that kind of stuff than anything on stage, because uh getting on stage i used to fuck up all the time when i was in faster pussycat and i'd get all you know upset and go to tamey after the show and be like dude i'm so sorry i messed up i didn't bend that one note approximately right where it's supposed to be and he was like bubba i don't fucking care it's fucking rock and roll it's not supposed to be fucking perfect and i was like oh. all right cool 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 yeah i meant to do that so yeah there you go what what was the the quote um i think eddie van halen has like if you screw up do it again and people think it's on purpose yeah if you yeah. do it twice it becomes a part yeah something like that <laughs> i yeah. don't know if that's the quote but that's i've definitely made a career out of that where i was like okay yeah yeah so that that part i fucked up if i do it three more times then now it's part of the song so yeah it's supposed to be there less yeah. good lesson for all of you burgeoning musicians out there if you screw up just keep doing it up part of the song yeah, there you go. Happy accidents. All right, Tracy. Um, well, you've mentioned um, probably your favorite front man. Do you have um, an influential guitarist? Hey, Mama. That's Willow screaming at the neighbors. Your dogs. Oh, your dogs do have a favorite, apparently. Uh, you're probably unfortunately you're going to have to repeat that because all I could hear was a small dog screaming. <laughs> Oh, rock stars, they're just like us people. <laughs> say, 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 what was the question again? Sorry. Um, I said um, you, an influential uh, guitarist or your favorite? Uh, influential guitar player. Definitely my top three is, is my buddy John Christ from the mm -hmm. first, you know, era of yeah. the so Danzig solo, you know, records, uh, one, two, three, and four uh, by, by a lot. Um, every time I go through and I start 
playing along to some of those records. I forget how much of that guy's stuff I sort of borrowed uh, in my teen years as I, or and in my twenties and still to this day, trying to, you know, improve uh, him, maybe Kirk Hammett from Metallica, uh, Joe Walsh from the Eagles and James gang, um, Scott Gorham from Thin Lizzy, um, Glenn Buxton and Michael Bruce from the Alice Cooper band, um, as well as, uh, oh, fuck who are the two guys on the first on welcome to my nightmare. Uh, the two guitar players um, from the Welcome to My Nightmare record were two session guys, and I'm drawing a blank. Um, they did some stuff with Aerosmith and um, a lot of stuff with Alice. I'm just, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, those guys, there's a lot of guys, but I would I would definitely put John Christ up there at the heat, top of the heat. Okay. Um, I don't want to ask a lot of the same questions like other people have asked, um, but um, I don't think I've ever, you said like your first tattoo, maybe I missed it though. Uh, my first tattoo, I was 18 and it was a logo from a band called The Clash. Um, and it's from a single of theirs called Know Your Rights. And it's a star uh, on the top of my left shoulder. Uh, and it's a star with a book in it that says uh, the future is unwritten and then a banner that says know your rights. Um, and, uh, and then Joe Strummer passed shortly after, I believe. So yeah, that was my first tattoo. What was your last, the last one? I know you said your um, you had a lot whenever the um, tattoo artists had free time and yeah. you were just adding, but your last uh, one. I don't know what my most recent tattoo was. I haven't been tattooed in probably a few years. Um, uh, you know, I know we're only doing audio here, but I, 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 I do have a whole suit. So my entire body for other than my hands and my neck uh, and my face are not, excuse me, the rest of my body is tattooed minus my hands and my face and my neck. Um, although I do have a piece over here somewhere behind my ear. Um, I can't remember what the fuck my last tattoo was. I, <laughs> I, I, genu I genuinely do not remember. It's been a couple years. Like I said, my memory is terrible. So, um, uh, I don't remember if I was getting something touched up um, or if I got something else, but I don't feel like I've gotten tattooed since I moved to Nashville. So who knows? Hmm. Sorry to default on that one. <laughs> no default. No default. Um, I, you know what? I don't know if you want to share this story, but this was hilarious that you told in Dallas to us um, about your neighbor's cat. Story. Oh, I don't want to tell that. Story. You don't want to tell. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's don't maybe another I'll, day. I'll summarize it and say, don't climb under my car at one in the morning, or I will come out and threaten your life. <laughs> so I don't care if your pet is under my car or not. I was very upset by that, and there's a longer reason as to why. But needless to say, uh, you know, if 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 you're standing in a stranger's driveway after midnight and they look out the window at you and scream what the fuck are you doing don't puff your chest out and act like a tough guy because it's a good it, I, this is a stand your ground state i'm in so i'll leave it at that <laughs> but uh it's a good way to you know get in trouble and so that that's what happened and uh fortunately I, upon reviewing the footage of my ring camera i found out later they were looking for their cat rather than 
you know, they should have just waved and been like, hey, we're looking for our cat. Our cat is under your car, under your car. And instead, the guy was like, what? And I was like, OK, meth head, get out of my driveway before I let this dog out there. Oh, gosh. Like the dog's going to do anything. You got any treats for me? <laughs> Anyhow, they don't know. They don't Next know. Question. That's true. They, they don't know. know. Do, you, do you like cats? I mean, I know you like dogs. Do you like cats? I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent to yeah. cats. I, I there's I'm a case by case. Um, my buddy I mentioned Tony Higby, of course. Um yep. good dude, not, man. Good he's dude. dude. He's a great dude. Uh one of my closest friends on earth. Uh he's got cats, and uh I actually am frequently cat sitting or pet sitting because he's they've got a whole uh menagerie over there but uh i was taking care of his cats over the weekend and um he's got a cat named tommy that i'm very fond of he had a cat named rambo that passed away that i love dearly uh actually my buddy jeff that's my been my on again off again tattoo artist for 15 years he had a cat whose name i've forgotten of course but she's been passed for some time but i loved that cat so i'm case by case but i'm definitely i'm also allergic to them and I'm also, I'm a dog guy. I want to come home and have my pet be excited to see me, not in a different <laughs> existence. But that's, again, it's like the cheeseburger thing. It's like, hey, man, if you, some people are cat people, some people are fish people. I'm a dog guy, you know? All right, Tracy, why don't you sling one more question on Ace, and then we'll get to our Halloween song picks, because we know Ace, Ace has got stuff going on. Um. Well, I, I I want him to tell because he just you just posted pictures um from the Nashville Petco Love. I yeah. added them to my charity. I'm going to add to so awesome. tell about awesome. that. Would you just share? Have you ever done that event before? Um, no, not no. That was my first Petco Love event formally. Um, I did an event. Um last year about this time in the baltimore area for a group called um show your soft side i think that's what group it was i'm so sorry if that's the wrong group show your soft side and uh i have to google it because again like i said my memory is so bad um you know people are like do you remember that time in 2015 i'm like buddy i can't even tell you what i had for breakfast yesterday um and so I did this event and it was in, um, yeah, this is it. Show your soft side. I had to look at their logo. Um, and it was mostly athletes. Um, and the guy that was in charge of it, I think is a former NFL agent and is really good friends with Fred Corey, the uh, drummer of Cinderella, who's mm -hmm. also a, an, an, an animal advocate and a dear friend of mine. And, um, and, um, I met him through through Freddie and he they had me at this event and I met all these great people and I, I think they had a they have like a hundred ninety nine or hundred uh, percent adoption rate from this event. Oh, wow. So it was really a great thing. And I'm I ended up sharing an Uber or something like that with this woman named Suzanne, who is um the sort of uh I don't know what what proper term, the 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 head honcho at uh, Petco Love, which is um Petco's uh, sort of charity department, um, if you will, and outreach and all that. And we kept in touch and they were doing this rock stars 
of rescue playgroup event and uh, nationally i think it was 48 or 49 different shelters across the country um and uh th this woman jen who actually spoke with today um who works with suzanne she reached out and she had said uh you know hey i'm reaching out to you um suzanne told me um i hope that's her name i'm yeah suzanne i don't need to say her last name but yeah just i'm double checking my facts here make sure i'm not getting this name wrong uh jen reached out to me and she said yes yeah, suzanne mentioned you to me for this event and i know of you because my best girlfriend knows tracy guns and this person and this person and this person and this woman, Jen, also used to be in the music industry, I think on like the managerial level. And um, and she goes, so long story long, uh, we were wondering if you'd be want to be involved in this event we're doing. And I said, sure, yeah, absolutely. I'll count me in. Anything especially animal rescue related, um, I'm, I'm always, you know, the first to say yes, assuming I'm able to. And so did this event and um, realized that it was like... Uh, who was it? it was Dolly Parton it was involved and Richard Marks and then me and I was like okay so like which one of these is not like the others <laughs> and um and uh meaning that those are two like really big household name successful like famous rock star musicians and then I'm like this working musician guy and uh not Dolly Parton by any means uh etc obviously that goes without <laughs> saying and um although <laughs> there's a couple of differences for a few different reasons although this is a very dolly friendly household um she is absolutely an angel and um i have this really great photo of her with my niece but that's another story and so um yeah and i went down to this uh look this shelter that was involved in the event uh in southern nashville actually just spoke with uh their social media person about doing another event earlier today um uh, i think that we will we'll delve into i believe next month and uh i don't even know if i've answered the question but that was it this was my first direct petco love event i really hope to do more uh the gentleman they had here um was a, a guy named darris um who was really helpful and sweet and um and uh just across the board they were great it's a great organization um I don't know if, you know, the Petco's kind of a household name, I would imagine, at least domestically. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so they just, they do a lot of outreach and a lot of donations and they, you know, they've got all these other companies that, that fund what they do. And um, it was just a great thing to be a part of. And uh, I hope to do more um, with them and uh, any organizations here in town actually i was on my way to that event that was roughly three weeks ago four weeks ago it was the beginning of october and uh i was going to leave to drive to this event and there were two large dogs in my driveway and one of my neighbors who i had not yet met was trying to wrangle them in the sort of one side of my driveway if you will and uh i was like i have to leave i have to go to this event but um, let me sort of idiot proof my backyard and then we can put them back there until we figure out what we're doing uh, until what, whatever. And uh, because I, I just was, I couldn't just be like, yeah, it's your problem. You deal with it. <laughs> and so um, I just don't agree with that. I, I, I can't tell you how many times 
I've pulled over. It doesn't matter. It's not about me, but you know, uh, and people are, you know, honking at me or, you know, you're blocking traffic and I'm trying to pick up a fucking turtle or whatever the case, literally no, no joke um, or whatever it, the case may be. And so um, put the dogs in the yard, drove down to wherever and I'm driving and I'm doing the like voice text to my two people that work at the shelter that's closest by, which is Mac, which is uh, Metro animal uh, care and control or something like that. Mac Nash Nashville anyways. And, um, and they're like, okay, we'll uh, we will, uh find a pen for these dogs and let us know when you, and i was like the neighbor her name is this i don't know her but she'll be bringing them in between one and two and whatever and then i'm driving frantically to this event this petco event and i'm texting this woman that i bear i don't know and i'm going okay so uh danielle and Brittany will be expecting you at between one and two p.m at mac so if you if you can take the dogs there um you know i would do it but i'm at this uh rescue event myself so um please help me with this i've made it my problem and then uh fortunately between the woman taking them to the shelter and whatever else uh the owners turned up and we're looking around for them and then the neighbor let them in my yard to claim their dogs and bob's your uncle and the, the scenario resolved itself but then that became the i was like 10 minutes late to this event which of course they didn't care but i was like ah, i'm so sorry i'm late i was trying to help these it, one was a, a saint bernard these were like full oh animals. yeah was like, wow <clears throat> these were like two full-size dogs and so um and uh it was a whole thing and then they i had barricaded my deck and the bernard saint bernard had jumped over the barricade and was <laughs> like pounding on the sliding glass in my kitchen and uh i was and then riling up the other dog and downstairs and i was like i don't want what if it, it's a large enough animal to potentially yeah this sliding glass doors it's like a 150 pound dog so it's like yeah we got the we got to get this resolved immediately and I'm off site and I'm driving to South Nashville. So, yeah, so that's that story. Um, you asked a simple question. I gave you a 10 minute answer, which clearly the coffee is fueling. We like those. We like those. Um, Tracy, excellent questions. Thank you so much. Let's let's I, awesome. I, I, we know you got stuff to do. So let's do our let's do our Halloween picks real fast and then we can. Yeah, I'll stay, till, I'll stay till the hour. I'm I'm not in a big hurry. I just I can't stay too long. Okay, uh, no worries. You want me to? What do you want me to do? You want me to prattle them off? What do you? How do you? So do you let's do it this way. So we'll start with Tracy, Ace, Brian, and myself, and we'll all do a song, and we'll go through until our all our all of our three songs have been chosen. Okay, that'll work. And that way, if anybody has any snarky comments about something, they get their mm -hmm. chance. Cool. So Tracy, give us your first choice. Um, I'm gonna pick Monster Mash, Ace, because Ace is not gonna pick his own song. I already know. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's so I, honestly like it's so hilarious. I look ridiculous. I'm just cheesing, smiling, what listening to Monster Mash because Ace's voice is like you're. I don't know. It's so creepy <laughs> it's it's heavily affected it, yeah. i don't know what they did to it but they brought me i think they they took my voice down at least a full octave uh so it's definitely as a natural baritone it's even lower than it would have been in its natural state so 
And it, that's the Have and Have Nots project. Which yes. There we go. I was going to ask the name of that. I've, I yeah, know I've seen and it heard it. Have yeah, it's, it's really uh, Alex Kane, Johnny Martin, and Sam Bam Colton, um, and Stuart, Car Car I can't ever say his name right, Caracas. Uh, it's their sort of holiday project. And of course, they went to do a Halloween thing, I think two years ago, I believe. And they said, hey, we're going to do Monster Mash a la Type O Negative. Um, and, uh, and we were wondering if you would sing it. And, I, and there's air quotes on the singing. And I said, well, I don't really fancy myself as a singer, uh, nor have I since my teens. But I'll, I'll, I guess if you're forcing me to, I'll give it a go. So uh, it runs the gamut of the sort of typo vibe. And then at the end, it picks up in pace and then turns into like, a, I do this like really bad, like, uh, you know, Kanicki from uh greece kind of like new york <laughs> like you know i was you know hey mr kata you know like this whole thing at the end um, yeah it's right? it's your different voices that i'm just just like i am right now like just cheesing you know listening to it and i'm like why am i smiling right now listen to this because it's it's not your regular voice so it's just fun no it's no fun. thank you i'm glad you enjoyed it yeah i even threw in the uh uh what um i'm trying to think I don't remember what the Bobby Boris Pickett, the original version, does, but he, you know, when he goes, you know, when you get to the door, I cut into like a Bullwinkle voice. I was like, "Tell him Boris sent you." <laughs> so it was fun to do. It was it was a lot of fun. That's why you get the voiceover work, Ace. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. man. Here and there, yeah, yeah. All right, your pick, Ace. Uh, well, speaking of typo, I'm going to lead my list off, and of course, um, as a uh, overachiever here i picked more than three but uh my first pick was and i was like well it's no fun for me to just tell you songs and of course this is audio only but uh, i pulled all my records out so my pick was typo negatives speaking of wolf moon from their 1996 october Ooh. rust lp which uh because i'm a nerd there's three of them here um and why do you uh, have three what's that why do you have why do you have three why are bushes bushy? Why is the sky blue? Um, one is there is no answer. One is a, a early aughts bootleg, um, which I think is an orange hue, no green hue, and uh, then there's a repress. Uh, one is orange and one is green. I don't know what they're limited to, but as you guys can see behind me, I am a somewhat of a vinyl collector, so yeah. I tend to uh, collect. And uh, you know, uh, if there's an album such as October Rust or some of these other records I'm about to prattle off that I like a lot um, I will buy a second or third or fifth copy especially if it's a uh, variant a color variant or maybe a different um, as my next choice one has a gold foil cover you know so Ooh. stuff stuff like that I'm a fan of um, because um, as I say frequently I used to spend all my money going out to the rainbow and drinking as much whiskey as I could stomach and I don't do that anymore. So now I, not, I still drink, but I don't, I'm not out frequently. And so instead I spend my money on the dogs, but uh, I spend my spare money on record collecting. So that's why. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Wolf moon, really great spooky song about uh, becoming a werewolf, I guess. And uh, who better to lead off a Halloween spooky song choice than uh our uh, D 
dearly departed Peter Steele of typo negative. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Brian, you got to follow that up, man. What do you got? Well, you know, I always work better under pressure, and I thought all these three today throughout the course of the day. Um, it's good within the genre that we talk about. Um, but my first choice is uh, um, Night Prowler by ACDC. There you go. And unfortunately, you know, they somehow like uh, because an ACDC hat was found at one of the the Night Stalker guy from from California. The that Richard Ramirez is that yeah. the name of the guy. So yeah. somehow, like it was, oh, he listened to ACDC, and it's ACDC's fault. But, <laughs> but that's funny on the behind the music episode that they did. It's like, well, the song is called Night Prowler, not Night Stalker, and it's about sneaking into your girlfriend's bedroom at night when their parents are asleep. So. There we go. So you're telling me ACDC has songs about sex? Sure. Surprising. No. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> it would be more shocking to I find out. About. Does anyone understand those lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Good pick, Brian. I dig it. All right. Um, I'm go I went with thematic choices this year for me. So I was thinking about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do thematic. So it's kind of two things voodoo slash magic and dancing so my picks are going to be all entailing voodoo magic dancing here so first thing i'm going to choose i'm going to choose is jimmy hendrix with voodoo child i mean come on yeah get hendrix you got voodoo you got crazy guitar licks happy halloween okay great riff trace yep hell yeah tracy Oh gosh, I, I'm. I told you, you guys are way scarier, spookier, and creepier than I am. Um, That's what my wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I um, I thought of Thriller, Michael Jackson. You know why? Because I okay, I was like four years old. I can remember watching the world premiere on Friday night videos. We had like go. three channels, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, I grew, I grew up rurally as well. I know. So I. I can remember like watching it with my family and, and like excited. And then he turned into a werewolf and I went and hid behind the chair and was terrified. And I'm like four years old. Um, so, I mean, of course, Thriller is a classic for um, Michael Jackson, but that is one of my spooky songs. And Great. Ace loves that pick because the Vincent Price, uh, yes. like the dialogue, the narration, right? anything vincent price yeah actually uh i was of all people was talking about vincent price today with uh don jameson from that metal show uh yeah amazing special effects by rick baker in that music video um basically um michael had seen american werewolf in london mm -hmm. and said i want a music video that's like that and so they basically same director same special effects team etc cetera, etc cetera. and then he stole pardon the pun uh, pardon the expression, stole the Vincent Price rap from Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare album. That yeah. was what inspired that as well, was the uh, Vincent Price's little breakdown in, in Black Widow, uh, or leading up to Black Widow on that record. Have you guys seen the Indian thriller? No. <laughs> there... So, you know, Indian artists, whether it's movies, music, do like to emulate stuff here from, from the U.S. There's yeah. a guy. I, I, I'll i send you guys all the link. I'm not going to ruin it. Just just watch it later on when I send you the link. Okay. okay. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> My next, uh, I'm torn here because I'm looking at all these in front of me. 
my next choice is going to be um, now that it's November uh, is going to be a song. I mentioned this, this artist, this singer, uh, this is from an album from 1986 called November coming fire. It's the third release from a band called Sam Hain. Um, mm-hmm. The holidays pronounced Samhain, but the band will go with is called Sam Hain. Uh, this was Glenn Danzig's band between uh, between the Misfits and Danzig. Um, talking about variants earlier, there's a few. I have a few of them here, including an original <laughs> pressing. Blah blah blah. Um, and uh, a cassette version signed by Mr. Danzig himself. Um, the song I picked is "To Walk the Night." Uh, I would put it in Glenn's. Uh, gosh, I would say it's probably one of the greatest songs Glenn Danzig has ever written. Um, it is, it does suffer from a little bit of poor production, but that's what you get for an indie release in the eighties. But if you listen to the song, you can hear really what he was going for. Sort of a Jim Morrison does Dracula kind of thing. Uh, very Gothic, very brooding, uh, really great synth laden and, uh, 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 some moody effects there beyond just drums, bass, and guitar. Uh, don't look for it on streaming because it's not there. None of the Sam Hain catalog is on Spotify or Apple Music. It might not even be on YouTube. Uh, he's pretty, pretty uh, meticulous about keeping all that stuff off of the internet. I don't really know why, but um, fortunately, I have all the uh, analog stuff here. But if you can find a version of "To Walk the Night" from 1986's "November Coming Fire" from Sam Hain, uh, that's my second pick. Good pick. So, Tracy, where are you with Danzig, Misfits, Sam Hain, all that? I will be honest with you. I'm I am a LA Guns Pastor Pussycat. Um, you know, so when I grew up, um, I have my older sister and my cousin, and they're they're the reason I love LA Guns or any of the bands. Um, I think I was eight years old that I can remember every poster all over the wall. Um, all of those. So I'm much more old rock and roll that way. Um, you're, you're, I, you're more hard rock, less punk. Right. Yeah. I, I expected that. I, I, that's okay. Everybody's I, look, what I like is not for everybody. Trust me. Although to be oh. fair, Sam Hain is that record particularly is definitely more akin to, uh, you know, Danzig. The first Danzig record is definitely, a rock album. So yeah. if anyone's curious, that album, November Coming Fire, is the last record that Glenn did before the first Danzig album. Oh. So you can kind of hear the sort of segue from the Misfits through Sam Hain into Danzig. Some of the first Danzig songs on Danzig One were actually originally Sam Hain songs, Twisted Kane, Possession, um, maybe one or two of the rest of them. And then uh Rick Rubin saw Sam Hain on the November Coming Fire tour, circa 1986, excuse me. I love and, that you have the cassette tape. That just know, makes me yeah. happy. Oh, I have. I, I have. I mean, there are a few bands where uh, I have everything just because I'm that much of a nerd. But I will say all my Sam Hain stuff I've had since I was a kid. Um, this cassette I bought in middle school. I bought this in eighth grade. There's actually a hole oh, wow. punched in yeah. the cassette because it got stuck in my tape deck and I had to pry it out. Uh, and I went to a book signing that Glenn did some, God, I want to say 12, 13 years ago. I'm not an autograph guy. I'm, not, I'm really not. But I brought this just because the tape's kind of ruined. 
So I had him sign the, the cassette cover, but uh, I have the CDs, which are also long out of print. Um, the original ones from the eighties and the reissues from 1999, but uh, yeah, a great record. And if anyone's a big Danzig fan or a Misfits fan, and they're not familiar with Sam Hain, that record uh, actually famously, not famously, infamously, James Hetfield from Metallica claims that this is, or the internet claims this is in his top five albums of all time. And so I guess one of the Metallica Guitar Hero games, I don't, I have no idea because I'm not a gamer, but I guess it features one of the songs from that album because it's one of his, such his favorite record that he was like, oh. I want one of these songs in this fucking game. And when you're James Hetfield, you get what you want. I so believe I, it. I saw a Danzig yeah. open up for Metallica in the 90s. So I, I, that's probably true. Actually, James Hetfield provides backups on two or some people say three songs on the debut Danzig album as well, both Possession and Twisted Cane. I always assumed it was because he wanted to sing on the songs that were Sam Hain songs. So uh, if you listen to Twist of Kane or definitely on the song Possession, if you especially if you put headphones on and you listen at a reasonable volume, you can without a doubt not mistake hearing James Hetfield's sort of trademark uh, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of voice in, in the mix. So uh, there's definitely a connection. And uh, I got into the Misfits and Sam Hain and Danzig in the early 90s because of metallica so there you go long story nobody asked for we're gonna do the brian we're gonna do the danzig podcast with ace i think that's our next, <laughs> right next adventure part of the okay. pantheon podcast network all right the only before we move on to brian speak the only reason i knew how to pronounce that as well is because at the drive-in with joe bob, bob briggs man they always talk about that and he refuses to pronounce it that way doesn't he uh what does he call it Salin? yeah <laughs> then well, darcy gets mad at him it's a it's a Celtic holiday from way back. It's like the precursor to what became um, what Americanized or whatever as Halloween. Yeah. Or it's a long, long history lesson there that I'm not even going to attempt to touch. That's what makes Halloween three so great. It plays homage to the Celtic, all right? That's all Stonehenge and all that. Season of the Witch, yeah. yeah. And there's a whole. I got I went down some rabbit hole on Michael Myers last week as well. So. Don't even get me started. But uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the next time the you're thorn on. And all these fucking stupid timelines. Um, and uh, too many reboots of that franchise. I digress. Uh, yeah. So, but the I think the band is when Glenn talks about the band, which was his band, he calls it Sam Hay. So I think that was more about just. Yeah stop trying to get people to pronounce it the way he pronounced it correctly because the average person is going to read that as Sam Hain. Yeah. And so he gave up on that, but, and, and hence it's called Sam Hain, but in all the songs, he pronounces it Samhain. Um, Even on the first Danzig album, there's a song called, I think end of time. And the chorus is on the Samhain of my soul, but the lyrics are on the Sam Hain of my soul. So there you go. Nerds. much more lyrical when you pronounce it that way or musical yeah it's a little more it, it flows a little better Samhain yeah. Yeah. but that's just my take what do I know a lot all right Brian over to you for pick number two but before I do my second pick I'm also gonna do a, a plug for a, a version of Thriller and some of my favorite bands in the world Mojo Thunder out of Lexington Lexington Kentucky they're part of that crazy rock and roll Kentucky that goes on. They have a cover of uh, of Thriller on their Thunder covers. Uh, 
um, series on YouTube. So that's very cool. You know, kind of a funky kind of thing. So anyway, for my... I would be... I'm sorry to interrupt. And I just didn't raise my hand. I would say I was okay. curious to hear that. Yeah, no, it's good. Mojo Thunder Thriller, yeah. I'll send you a link. They're really good. They 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 Please. they go through doing some covers, some really cool like random covers, but yeah, they do a good job with thriller. Cool. So for my second pick, Jason was mentioning voodoo, and I was thinking earlier, voodoo magic, you know, seance, whatever, you know, sorcery spell. Spell. I put a spell on you, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yes. Yes. Great song. Great version. Did. Did CCR is that a is that a CCR composition or is that a Screaming Jay Hawkins song? Yeah, first? yeah, they cover it. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Okay, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. You know, obviously CCR was after him. Um, okay, uh, that's such a great version. Uh, it might be better than the original. Um, great. Threw down the gauntlet. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Well, just because, you know, a classic artist, classic guy, you know, that's just, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a heavy call, man. It's a heavy call. Yeah. Good pick. All right. Over Tracy. to me. Over to me. Oh, it's you. Whose turn is it? I can't remember. It's mine. It's mine. Um, all right. Sticking with the voodoo magic, the dancing theme from one of my favorite fantasy movies of all time from the 80s, from Labyrinth. It's Magic Dance by David Bowie. Slap the baby. Wow. Okay. Good choice. I'd have gone with something else off that record, but good choice. Well, what would well tell me what would you have gone with? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. See, goldfish. Um, dance magic dance. I, I you know, I'm trying to what what uh what's the ballad on that? The uh, oh. fucking I don't oh. remember. Yeah, at the very end when the spells break and all that the stuff. The ballad that he does on that. I have it on vinyl somewhere, you know, back there, like on the wall. Uh, wow. Okay. Good choice, man. Wow. David Bowie. God rest David, his soul. David Bowie in that giant cod piece that he's wearing in that costume. Good Lord. Yeah. Rest I'm in peace. I'm sure that was not exaggerated. I feel like Bowie was definitely, he was you know, <laughs> equipped. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Can I say that? You can you say whatever it? you want, man. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like of all the weird rock and roll nonsense and I, that I've been privy to uh, that I didn't want to know about. I feel like I've never heard anything that would tell me that otherwise. So I feel is, like that's fair. Is, is he mentioning Pam, Pamela DeBar's book? I'm with the band. I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I, if I knew where this pick was going to lead some of the discussions, I might have, I might have rethought where I was going to, where I was going to go. So, I thought you were going to pick Chili Down, which is where those those creepy characters um, take their heads off and spin around. That freaked me out. Oh as a yeah, kid. no, that's a good one. Uh, there's a, I mean, the whole soundtrack is not all David. It's right. Uh, um, it's uh, him and the the composer guy. Um, but there's a few Bowie songs on there yeah. that were obviously just done for the film. As the but, world falls down, is that the ballad? I can't remember. All I can't right. remember without going through and and listening to it. But either way, I'm not judging your pick. I just I I, I well, would have I, something a little more spooky. That's all I from that 
era album. <laughs> I judged your pick. I said you threw down the gauntlet. So you you're right to come back at me on that one. It's you know, it's it's a fun song and I love Labyrinth. I was trying to do magic and dance together. I I, I you know you said I'm not same and I love that film so much. I when you said 80s fantasy film i thought you were gonna go with lamal's never-ending story (laughs) (laughs) no 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 which which would have prompted me to break out into a version of that that no one ever wants to hear shit tracy please tell me i know all the lyrics to that song (laughs) and i shouldn't um but uh they look like such big, strong hands. I do love that movie. I'm, I mean, aren't we're all fans of that that whole stuff, aren't we? Yeah, of course. 80s, of course. Uh, ephemera, fantasy films. Yeah, I, and the, there was no better time period than the 80s for that kind of stuff, right? No, we're all stuck in in our reliving our nostalgia, I suppose. <laughs> all right, Tracy, what's your third last pick? um my third last pick um so i've i went with my birthday twin alice cooper we already mentioned uh welcome to my nightmare yeah yeah which uh wait so that was the song was welcome to my nightmare yeah oh steve hunter and dick wagner are the guitar players see that that just came out of my that Uh, yeah it did just it's it's hunter and wagner were the two guitar players you asked about guitar players that I, I I was a fan of are the two guys on that record, um, and arguably set the bar so much higher, unfortunately, than the the solo band guys. Great pick. That record is that's like a desert island album for me. So amazing. Absolutely. Um, you picked Ballad of Dwight Fry last year from Alice Cooper. Did I? Yeah. 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 I couldn't remember the song I picked. Obviously, I had it gone with an Alice song, but there's so many to pick yeah. from, even if you're doing a Halloween. Like every song you could pick mm. from him is perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's songs that I would argue are not perfect for this, but uh, yeah, I mean, he kind of, he took what uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins and uh, I'm trying to think who else his early influences were in the late 60s. Uh, you know, he took that whole theatrical approach. Um, I'm sure he was aware. There was also Screaming Lord Such, not to be confused mm-hmm. with Screaming Jay Hawkins, mm-hmm. uh, and and made it his own thing. But those first two, two or three Alice Cooper records, Pretties for You, and I can't remember what the other one is, um, are not what we think of as as Alice Cooper. Uh, A little bit the, more hard rock. The, no, they're more like, uh, it, I wouldn't call them that. They're more like, what Zappa was doing, like weird, like art, oh. art, um, like you know, dare I say, um, lacking uh, structure. Structure. Yeah. yeah there's not yeah. a lot. It's just it's it. I I went through a really big Alice Cooper phase in my early twenties, and at you know at one point had everything on like CD or whatever. When I back when I was mostly collecting CDs. And I got those first two or three records, whatever was before, um, uh, not Killer. What's the album before Killer with the black and white cover? Anyways, does the album with I'm 18 on? Um, uh, 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 doesn't matter. The first two records, and I remember being like, I, I can't, I can't get into this. But that again, personal preference. So, um, and it, it also says a lot. He doesn't play any of that stuff live either. So, um, 
It's probably why I have no idea what you're talking about. Brian, are you aware like the kind of experiment experimental no. music? One is one of the albums is Pretties for You. Of course, if if only I had a device in my hand that would answer the <laughs> questions. Um, all the knowledge of the universe on it. Yeah, literally right in the palm of my hand. Um, but there's two records before the black and white album with uh I'm 18 and it opens with uh -na 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 -na. of course I can't remember anything. I, I if only I could roll back and pull out a record, right? Uh, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper, love it to death. Oh. This this is the third record, was it 1970? uh doesn't matter um this is the record where alice cooper sort of found his footing and uh the band and then they did uh after that they did killer and billion dollar babies and muscle of love and schools out and maybe another album and then the band sort of um everybody went and did solo records and then alice was like well, what do i call my solo band and they're like i guess you're just alice cooper so uh and that's when they did welcome to my nightmare and uh the band sort of never reformed after that. And Alice became what we know as Alice now as a sort of solo entity, because at this point in time, Alice Cooper was the band. It wasn't necessarily the guy, but I digress. See, you gave a song and I've turned it into a Ted talk. I love it. <laughs> Brian and I love this stuff. We love to learn. Like Brian's a music trivia nut. Who's going to remember all this stuff? Uh, and by the way, this is the more obscure uh, Love It to Death gatefold with the white bars. Uh, oh. It's to cr crop out Alice's uh, weird hand gesture by his uh, crotch. Um, <laughs> so uh, I do, like I said, talking about collecting vinyl, I do have several versions of this. This is just the first one I, I, I reached. Um, okay, enough of that. Uh, I'm guessing it's my turn now. now it is I've your turn for your Tracy's final. Pick. I'm so sorry to rant about <laughs> Alice Cooper. I did prepare by having three cups of coffee because I figured if I was going to talk, I might as well go uh, full tilt. Um, <laughs> my next pick is from a newer band from the Pacific Northwest. I love them. They're my favorite band to come out in the last 10 years. I'm wearing the t-shirt. Uh, they're a band called Unto Others. Um, or if you're me and you're an idiot a few years ago, it was like untoothers, untoothers. I don't get it. And it, no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> the O'Neaters. Unto, unto others. Um, as, a, as in do unto others. And it is a song from their Out in the Graveyard single from 2021 called I Believe in... Oh, wait, no, no, no. The song <laughs> is Out in the Graveyard. The, sing, the EP is called the I Believe in Halloween EP. It is on digital oh, cool. streaming nonsense. This is the orange variant. Ooh, perfect. Orange what, for Halloween. Perfect. What, for Halloween. what kind the of band is on to others? What do they sound like? Just to, for um, if typo negative had balls. Um, <laughs> gothy, heavy metal, hard rock. Okay. Uh, like if, 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 if typo negative had balls and Iron Maiden harmonies, guitar harmonies um i i like these poor kids have suffered my fandom for the last like three years i even have this single cassette um they were originally called uh idle hands there's a idle hands poster where is it right there from uh the original their debut album called mana um and then they signed to roadrunner which is exactly where they belong um and then they found out there was another band called idle hands they had to change the name so there's some sort of obscure early stuff called under the idle hands moniker which i also have 
This came out in 2021. Um, out in the Graveyard is just their sort of spookiest Halloween-y type song. The B-side is a song called Dalmatian, which I was like, what a stupid name for a song. And then turns out is also one of my fucking favorite songs I've done. So what do I fucking know? Um, they're great. They're young. They're hungry. They were just in Europe a couple days ago. Uh, Sebastian, their lead guitar player, is arguably one of the greatest guitar players to come out of the last 10 years. He sh wow. should be in every guitar magazine ever. He's like a total Steve Vai um, okay. fanatic and it shows, but he's very tasteful and melodious and uh, he's got, they just look cool. Like, you know, black denim, long hair, doomy. Uh, you know, the stage setup is like a bunch of like crosses um, and uh, they have not to date put out a bad song so if anyone wants to know who the best band in my opinion in the last 10 years it's on to others uh and i'll leave it at that but check it out it's definitely their most halloween song out in the graveyard uh but they are also most of their stuff does uh lean towards the dark uh death rocky goth rocky heavy metal subject matter um with the exception of uh the love song Jackie I think the rest of their songs are uh pretty much morose and macabre and morbid and anything else that starts with an M um so yeah that's my rant uh I'm sold Tracy Brian are you guys sold check them out I will I'm, check I'm them sold. out I've, I've listened to the manna but I wrote down the other manna is uh this is just a two-song single manna is um it's the cds in my car literally right now uh, I've probably bought it on vinyl four or five times, including the original Idle Hands version. Uh, it's it's my favorite record to come out in the last ten years, hands down. Wow. Um, and uh, their their second LP, uh, Strength, opens with a song called Heroin, that's as heavy as anything Metallica or Ministry or anybody like that has done. Uh, our friend Ricky Rackman is the one that actually turned me on to them. He called me about two. 2020 2021 and he was like dude have you heard on two others and i was like what the fuck is that and he goes you gotta check them out they just put out a new single and i was like okay and usually when rackman calls me you know fucking mr headbangers ball uh calls me with some music advice 95 percent of the time i will take heed and so i i pulled it up and i put this single on it which is the time was their new single from their yet to be released released album at the time was the song heroin and i was like whoa this is dark i was like what is this this is great this is like killing joke typo negative and early metallica or something like that had a baby uh and uh at, at a dancing concert or something like that what is this and then i kept listening i was like what about the next i was like yeah they got a good song sure we all have a good song and then i put on the next song i was like that's really good too and then i put on um another popular single called uh oh fuck it's got the title the the, the the word rain is in the title um can you hear the rain or something like that and i was like this is going to be dumb and i put that on i was like wow this is the greatest song i've ever heard and then i just kept going and going and going and then they turned into one of those things where their debut album was out of print and you couldn't get it and i was like Oh, it's an $87 record. I got to import from Europe. Oh, that's how you know I like them. So then it turned into this whole quest. And then, uh, yeah. So they're not listening to this, but if they do hear this, just know that you're the best thing to come out of 
hard rock and heavy metal in a long time. So uh, anyone else listening should definitely check out Unto Others because they're like my favorite band that's not from our youth. Anyhow, that's enough. That's enough ranting. You got to be the hype man. They got to get you the hype man for them. Dude. When I remember when they they're they're all their band guys and the band account all followed me on Instagram, I was like, Yeah, I was like somehow like 17 years old again. I was like, I've made it. I've been recognized by a band I like, you know, that I'm not friend like didn't, you know, it's one thing when it's people you know. Right. Anyways, I already regret half of this rant, but <laughs> true hey I'm tracy nerd. paid good money for this, this <laughs> oh, yeah I, oh, was that part of the thing what's that well, it was part I, of, I can't tell if you're kidding was that like part of the raffle yeah um richard's auction yeah this whole thing was on there yeah i, I, I got lucky and i did not know that i thought yeah. it was just like you lost a bet or something <laughs> well it is it was kind of like that if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> oh well it, okay so but it went for it went for charity so then it's a yes so oh, it, i'm sorry that you for charity have to <laughs> listen to me rant but uh you know uh good on you you, you agreed to this ahead of time even before the auction days just, oh just so God. you know <laughs> i'm a mess I, I cleared this with you i don't remember i don't know i have no idea i have no idea all i know is that as soon as we hang up i gotta go pick up poop and then i gotta leave that's it, it's you know and then in a week from now you'll be like remember we did the podcast i'll be like when was that like six months ago and you'll be like no it was four days ago check your check our message streams on instagram <laughs> I, 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 before uh, before i went to richard with this i said would you mind if we uh, silent offer you a podcast with you so I'm like a sacrificial lamb. Okay. All right. Whereas Tracy. That part was me. That part oh, okay. was me. All right. We, we thought we would make some money at your expense. We did. You, uh, sounds like my entire career. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't see any of this, but it's for other people. No. Yeah. This, it was for like, a good cause. There's like five bands on tour right now playing music I wrote that I've never got a penny for. So yeah, let's, let's just add to the pile. Uh, all right brian get your last pick <laughs> well i'm a novice bass player so when i hear some songs I, think, well, I could probably play that you know so there's a song and i'm like i think it's like the greatest bass line of all time I'm like, i can't probably do that and there's a solo a bass solo at the end of the song i'm like no nah, i can't do that so you know oh no there goes tokyo go go godzilla godzilla by blue oyster cult absolutely yes. amazing I, I, so far, I think Brian, your picks have definitely been fantastic. So good well, choice. Thank you. Yeah. What you don't like, David Bowie? <laughs> I, I love David Bowie. I, 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 I uh, famously tell sneaking in my story of sneaking in to see David Bowie. So no, I'm a big Bowie fan. Just the song uh, choice for me was. I, it's not a spooky song, but the whole movie. All right, whatever. <laughs> fine, fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back. Uh, I'm gonna get you back, Harry's. I think so. Now finalizing my list, my thematic stuff of voodoo magic dance. Um, we're bringing it all together. I love the Cramps. Yes. Favorite favorite punk band, surf band, whatever. Uh, so I chose. Zombie Dance by the Cramps. Wow. Okay. 
at the zombie dance. Because we've had Voodoo with Voodoo Child. We've had Magic Dance. Now we've got Zombie Dance. Okay. I like it. I can appreciate it. Uh, huge Cramps fan. Uh, I feel like everybody is like, I picked this song. And I'm like, let me tell you this one time. Uh, Go ahead. No, yeah, I don't. You have all the stories. I, I've, I've seen, I, I, I was fortunate enough to see the Cramps twice way back. Way back. You know, way back in 2004. Or whatever year it was, uh, Sean Assault from White Zombie uh, famously was playing bass for them at the time, so that was really cool to see. And uh, Lux Interior no longer with us; uh, he has departed this mortal coil, but uh, also a sizable chunk of vinyl behind me is uh, is 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 Cramps stuff, uh, and um, everybody should should at least. Uh, appreciate that band and uh, it's definitely an acquired taste I was thinking about that the other day like I have to I can listen to the cramps anytime anytime but for like a song or five I have to be in like the right mood to like go down the rabbit hole because it's you know it's that it's surf punk like it's, it's a mix of a couple things yeah they kind of were the progenitors of the psychobilly genre um, yeah and uh and uh, definitely ahead of their time, but it it can be respectfully, it can be a little repetitive. So after three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten songs, I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, yep. he's, got, he's got the high heels on, and 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 we're we're shimmying and shaking. I'm ready to ch change it up. But uh, Poison Ivy, what a fantastic guitar player, uh, and and also ahead of her time. Mm -hmm. I could rant about this whole topic but i'm trying to prevent myself from doing so i did want to do a whole honorable mention i was like i can only talk for 20 minutes and then like two hours goes by anyone that's ever had me on a podcast knows that i'm going to talk way too fucking long and i apologize uh do you, does anyone have a honorable mention list because i do and i don't want to bully the rest of the remaining minutes here with talking about stupid bands but i will tracy paid good money to hear this <laughs> i want to hear it all okay okay uh i pulled something up um and uh i forgot to pull it out although i do have it on wax behind me but i'm not gonna go back there uh the most recent release from a band out of europe called lucifer um it's the guys from the helicopters with a, a female singer um the most recent album they're all numerical so it's four from 2021 they did just put out a new single that's pretty cool but um i can't remember what the song is called but i think it's bring me his head but i can't remember um but great record uh you know if anyone's keeping count i do have it on vinyl it's great the band's great they're sort of a throwback to um very they're very very 70 sounding um it, it reminds me of, um, gosh, I don't know. It's like Coven meets Fleetwood Mac. Um, or it's like Fleetwood Mac with Coven lyrics. Um, so actually, actually, Lucifer's on tour in the States with Coven right now, which is amazing because Coven's been a band for like 100 years. Huh. Um, and uh, wait, does anyone else have an honorable mention or should I just keep going? Because I have five or four. Go, five, Go ahead. Tracy, Tracy, you good with that? Yeah, I'm good with it. And these, my honorable mentions, I will not go too long on. I'm just going to list them like I just did with the Lucifer. Sure, thing. sure. 
<laughs> sure, exactly. Uh, I, I this was going to be in my uh, top three, but I couldn't whittle it down, and so I, um, I, I stood my ground with my top three. This was number four in the pile. Uh, it was um, what song did I pick? Oh, Silent Screen from 1981's debut album from a band called TSOL. That's the True Sounds of Liberty. They're still around. Uh, they are sort of famously represented by Stephen Adler in some of the early Guns N' Roses videos. He's rocking a TSOL shirt. Um, there's a little bit of a backstory there where the band basically broke up other than some of the side members. Um, Mike Roach and Ron Emery kept the band going. They got another singer and another drummer. And in the late 80s, they kind of became like a hair metal band. But their earliest incarnation, uh, they were a punk band. Uh, their first EP was super hardcore punk. And then they put out this um, album in 1981 called Dance With Me. Uh, the song Silent Scream is like the epitome of what I think of when someone mentions the term death rock. It's this slow brooding uh, kind of waltzy song. And he's talking about, uh, you know, um, uh, what are the lyrics? He, he's just sort of listing off, you know, on the cobweb stair, the ancient moan. You know, he's just going down this list of uh, this. I'm the cracks and the cobblestone. Uh, Jack Grisham, I'm getting goosebumps. The, the singer is an author and a, a, a sort of an entrepreneur. I think he ran for some, you know, uh, local Huntington Beach like office or something like that. Uh, he's definitely a hero of mine. I fucking love this band. If you want to know how I became friends with Rackman, it was literally over this record and one other album. He was like, I bet you've never even heard this. And I was like, motherfucker, I saw, I snuck in to see them on their reunion tour when I was in like freshman in high school. And uh, this is an early pressing. You can tell by how fried the cover is. And then there's a reissue with the gold print, blah, 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 nerd stuff great band they're still around greg keen their keyboard player it is his birthday today happy great happy birthday greg greg and i were in a band together called the great unwashed uh with a punk singer named Dwayne peters who's a fucking mess avoid him at all costs um <laughs> but greg has also played uh keys he's the guy on berlin's take my breath away ball 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 oh ball. really well that guy was in a band with him um and uh he played with bob dylan and all kinds of other people so Wow. Uh, TSO kind of got lost in the shuffle, but they should be uh, as famous as the Circle Jerks or Black Flag or Bad Religion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, my next pick was from 1986. 1986's is 85, 86. I wrote this down. 85, my bad. The Damned uh, from their peak goth era, Phantasmagoria LP. One of these is white uh, wax. One of them is black. Um, and uh, the white being the rarer of the two. Um, the song I picked was Grimly Fiendish, which is like peak goth rock, uh, super, it's got like a harpsichord on it, super gothy, super dancey. Uh, it, it was not really a club hit, but it was definitely a big single for them. Um, it's kind of kitschy. Uh, it's not exactly what I think of when I think of The Damned, um, as, as far as like... Um, you know, peak damned sounding songs, but it's definitely uh, high on the list as far as Halloween and spooky songs go. This whole record is super gothy. Uh, Street of Dreams and Shadow of Love open the record, which are fucking amazing songs unto their own right, but I wouldn't necessarily call them Halloween songs. Um, 
but a fantastic record nonetheless from a band that started out just like the TSL thing started out as a punk band and then kind of took the baton and ran with it. Uh, my next, I have two more. Uh, I was like, I can only talk for 20 minutes, bro. Um, this is a <laughs> band. Uh, these guys are from Arizona. They've put out a ton of albums. I think they've got like seven or eight, six, seven, eight full length albums. Their earlier stuff is all right. Um, it never really spoke to me until later on. I feel like their sound matured. This is a record from a band called Calabrese. Uh, this record is called Flee the Light. The song I picked is the title track, which is He Who Flees the Light. This is definitely a Sam Hain sort of misfits alkaline trio. It's a little more rock, a little more like goth metal than the punky side of the stuff, but there's definitely uh the the oh, vibe the danzig you know uh uh crooning um this whole record uh is great don't let the sort of uh bright colors of the artwork fool you it's really dark and uh really great like uh textural synths and keyboards and stuff over what is basically just uh some death death rock slash horror punk um they kind of excuse me, raise the bar for that genre with this record. Um, the album before it, of course, I'm forgetting the fucking name, uh, is also equally as great. All I remember is, which I also have on wax, is uh, it, it's it's black and white and the font is gold. So whatever came before that, this record came out in 2019. So I'm going to guess that album is probably like 2017, something like that. And love the cover. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I love the cover. That's a cool cover. Yeah, it's fun. They took this whole like guy in a goat's head thing mask uh, and it's like in all their videos and, and whatnot. And then here's another band sort of akin to that. There's like a lot of these I feel like Ghost really flung the door open for like uh, like spooky, gothy satany uh, uh, you know uh, gimmicky rock bands and Calibri sort of I would put into that a little bit the Misfits obviously invented that but same thing I mean look at Kiss it's a gimmick mm -hmm. um so we, we we love a gimmick we you know it's like when people like Slayer it's like the guy's a Christian it's not he's just singing a, it's like oh yeah the devil uh, <laughs> you know okay um but look gimmicks sell and we like gimmicks that's why we love Kiss and we love Alice Cooper and we love the Misfits because you know it's fun to dress up right and so my last pick is sort of the same thing. This is their debut LP, 2018's uh, uh, Twin Temple Bring You Their Signature Sound, dot, 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 satanic doo-wop, uh, also with a goat's head. See, look, there's a theme here. Uh, See, you've got a theme as well, yes. Sounds nothing like that. This literally sounds like, uh, who was the, uh, I mean, it's doo-wop. It's literally doo-wop, but it also has kind of a, uh, who was the uh, rehab singer that passed away? The, that girl. The, Amy, uh, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. I, I, I would say this is somewhere between Amy, Amy Winehouse and the Cramps uh, mashed up with, with the go know, ahead. Uh, 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 you know, Fats Domino, um, really? uh, uh, Danny and the Juniors, doo-wop, you know, 50s and 60s stuff. And then all the songs are about, you know, being evil and and stuff like that and the song i picked was a song called i'm wicked which is also you can find on their stripped from the crypt live album which by the way this version see i told you show them the show in the tell glows in the dark 
because why wouldn't it? Oh, nice. Uh, they just wrapped up a tour with Danzig, because um, why wouldn't they? And uh, great, they're they're really nice people, and they're a fun band. And so uh, that's it. Those were my honorable mentions. Were TSOL, The Dam, Twin Temple, and Calabrese. Two uh, was it? Too old, too new. And uh, that's it. Um, thank you for coming to my horror punk death rock TED talk. <laughs> awesome. And we loved it. Tracy, what do you think? Oh, I I know Ace is long story long. It's good. I loved it. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, it, Ace, no, I, 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 I never get to really show off all my stuff. So I was like, I'm going to pull out all the records from every song I'm picking and the cassette, and I'm going to make them listen to my nonsense <laughs> I, I love it. I was just getting like stressed because I know you said you only had so much time. I'm like, oh my God, like, are we That's ruining fine. his night? <laughs> this is all for charity. We're ruining your night for charity. I, I, my night is not ruined, and I, to be fair, you, I will ruin my night every day if it's if it's for a charitable cause. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you and guys for note. your picks. Yeah. On that note, get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for your picks. I will do better next year. I'll I'll do more <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I thought we were going with a spooky Halloween theme. You're know, like, oh yeah, the dance magic dance. I was like, eh, yeah. I don't know but if that's it's but they're talking about slapping babies and there's goblins handling babies. Oh, right. And no. there's a giant cod piece. And apparently it's not a cod piece, so that could be scary. <laughs> it's a cod piece. But uh yeah, well you you got me back on track with the cramps pick. So there you go. I actually was gonna pick cramps and and I was like, ah, I feel like that's already been, been done going back to the badger i'm gonna have a bad dream tonight of like having to, to talk in front of ace about songs and then making fun of me it's gonna happen i'm gonna have a nightmare i didn't i wouldn't say i made fun of you i just you were you were disappointed <laughs> i had I, I'm, I had a biased opinion on some stuff. <laughs> it's not a scary song i get it i was trying for your theme that's all right I, no, oh yeah no i wasn't spooky scary at all Oh, you picked you, you, no. You picked scary stuff. You picked yeah. Monster Mac, the like evil version of Monster Alice Smash, Cooper. Alice Cooper and Michael. And you guys are all getting a link to Indian Thriller later on. You're welcome. Oh yeah, send me that. I I, I expect a report. Ace, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Putting your yeah. name in the hat for a charity. It was a good of cause. Um, we appreciate. It. It's always a lot of fun to talk uh, these these songs, these albums, these artists with you. You you know a lot, Brian. And I. Learn a lot every year. And now Tracy was able to join in and learn a lot. Right, Tracy? Oh, yes. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Happy to do it. Thanks for thinking to have me. And thanks for sitting through my nonsense. I I do enjoy uh, imparting nonsense knowledge and, and, and ranting occasionally. So thanks for letting me do it. You did and, it uh, all, man. I will definitely be checking out onto others. So thank Please. you for telling us about them. And thank you again to our buddy Ace Von Johnson for joining us on another Halloween spooky horror song picks. Thanks, Ace. Yeah, thanks. And Ace, Brian. real fast. Thanks, where do we Brian, where do we go to where do we find out more about Ace Von Johnson? Got to, oh, got to gosh. Uh acevonjohnson.com, I guess is the easiest thing. Uh check out my Patreon. Um for real, Tracy was right about that. It's a great community. You do a lot of uh dog and animal advocacy through it, and it's a well worth your money. Thank you. Yeah, just trying to do the best i can there but yeah well, that's you it. have you have the new book intro stuff that you're doing too oh yeah that was fun yeah it keeps me busy definitely but uh thank you again yeah acevonjohnson.com 
or you know send up a smoke signal or whatever the kids are doing nowadays i don't know <laughs> find me on live journal or friendster <laughs> all right y'all i gotta go all right thank all you right. ace thanks again guys <laughs> see ya thank you so much for our buddy ace for joining us again uh what a thrill i just this we jason and i you know we talk about guests that we could just probably just mute our mic and just just let them roll and ace is one of those guys and uh i enjoyed hearing about this band and i'm going to check out on two others it's not um what, what did it what did ace call it um <laughs> his descriptions of bands are awesome <laughs> Well, he he mispronounced mispronounced the words and put them together. Oh yeah, Tracy, do you do you remember what he called them? Like do one to others, like uh, untoothers or uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. untoothers, untoothers, untoothers. Yeah, <laughs> well, and we're and Tracy again was here with us, which is really nice. Um, again, we appreciate you um, donating the charity. It's a really good cause. What did you kind of take away from the interview? Um. I well, Ace is always full of knowledge of all kinds of bands, and like I said, I'm more of a hard rock. Um, I have nothing against Danzig or Misfits or any of those. Um, I knew I wouldn't be as spooky and creepy and scary. Uh, hey, he didn't okay. make fun of your picks, Tracy. He, he made fun of mine, <laughs> and I'm going to remember that. Yeah, because I knew that my picks would not match his for sure. Yeah. He always so. pulls stuff out that we learn about, you know, out of, and I, I you know, I'm, at this point, I kind of know kind of like what kind of music he's going to pick from, but I always learn something. And it's like, hey, man, I got to check that out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was impressed that he went straight to Alice Cooper. I think it's mm -hmm. like he's got a, oh, I can't even remember, a Dewey Decimal System or something or whatever, you know, of his albums there. But that was pretty funny that he just went, pulled it out. Uh, he does love to talk about music in it, and I'm I'm glad he did. He gave us more time than he promised, which was really nice at the same time. Um, what am I going to take away? Probably this nightmare I'm going to have later on, like where I'm <laughs> up on stage talking music, and Ace Von Johnson just mocks me. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. There's not a better dude to be mocked by. That's wow. true. That's true. I did get overly excited about his CCR uh, cover might be better than the original, but, you know, that's, you know. That's all right. That's all right. That's good, good dude. We always love talking to him. Tracy, you did an excellent job. I know you were very nervous getting on here. And I told, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? It would be fine. Yeah. Have fun with it. It's good. We just sit and talk, right, Brian? That's yeah. all we do. You, yeah. you did a fantastic job. Anytime, you know, Jason and I have talked about having guest co-hosts every once in a while. So Anytime you want to do this, we'd love to have you back on. That was awesome. Oh, you guys awesome. are so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know that I'll volunteer, but if you ask me, I'll consider it. How about that? I, Brian, I like the beginning when Tracy was leading the conversation, you know? Like, yeah. you just got to sit back. And yeah, we're an awesome job. Listen about tacos. Uh, All right, well, well. you can't go wrong with Ace Von Johnson either, so. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed uh, this uh, another Halloween episode, and thank you again, Tracy, for being a guest co-host, so. To all the listeners, always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.